You're listening to The Conservative Conscience. In Washington, politicians are full of half-truths and hot air. The Conservative Conscience is here to help you cut through the rhetoric and noise and explore the politically right way to think about the issues. You'll dive into one of the most insightful conservative minds in America. Conservative Review Senior Editor Daniel Horowitz. And along with co-host Joe Koss, they break down the major issues in Washington. You are now entering The Conservative Conscience. And welcome back, folks, The Conservative Conscience. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz. It is Thursday, October 27th, 2016, and gosh, this election can't be over soon enough for me. Um, I don't know where to start today. I have so much to say, I don't even know how to title this, other than Republican voters need a reality check. Have our own people become stupid and uninformed? Have our own people become like the left? You know, I took a couple days off earlier this week. I just needed some mental health time, took a long weekend, and uh, man, I'm telling you, this follows me everywhere. So I go I go out jogging, I go out in the street. My neighborhood is pretty conservative. It's uh, I live in a blue county in a blue state, but the neighborhood is, uh, you know, everyone's Republican. And you get a good sense of where people are, because again, perception's reality in politics. Reality doesn't matter. As I always say, there's no stadium or playing field in politics like you have in sports where, you know, there's undeniable facts or one team wins seven to five. One guy hits a home run. One guy strikes out. One guy boggled the ball. One guy made a good play. Here, it's whatever people know from the media. And with Republican voters, all too often, it's whatever they know from the Drudge Report and from some of the big national radio shows. You know, for a number of years, I think on net, in general, it did a, a positive service to our people. But now it's become so bad, our people are as dumb as the other side. Are, they're as dumb, as uninformed, as vacuous. And this is what we're trying to change here. This is what I'm trying to change. Sometimes it's frustrating. I can tell you this much, I didn't want to come back from this vacation. But what frustrated me is, you know, just over the weekend... A number of people stopped me on the street and, hey, Daniel, the polls are wrong, right? Oh, you know, Hillary can't be allowed to win. Uh, The courts, the courts. Oh, Daniel, do you think we're going to win the Senate? Uh, uh, Senate. And I tell people it doesn't matter one bit if we win the Senate. Who's we? Do you understand who's running? No, no, that can't be true. That can't be true. And, you know, you you listen to three, four, five people, run-of-the-mill men on the street that doesn't follow things as closely as you guys do. I know you guys are the most educated audience around, but most people aren't like that. They don't get it. And you start to realize this is the broad perception even among our voters. You now have talk radio basically spending months saying the polls are wrong, the polls are wrong, rigged, 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 Trump's going to win, Trump's going to win. The crowds, the crowds, look at the large crowds that he has. You know, Hillary doesn't have any crowds. Like, you imbeciles, we did this four years ago. We did this eight years ago. We said Obama can't win. The polls are wrong. Look, look Look at Romney has bigger crowds. Look, I wish it weren't the case. I wish Hillary weren't winning. But like, what do you want from me when the demographic polling, the state-by-state polling, Texas being within the margin of error, Arizona for the last polls show show um, the Republicans losing Arizona for the first time since who knows when? You know, what are we supposed to do with that? 
And what's so frustrating is talk radio has our people focused on the exact wrong things and on the things we can do, the things that we need to prepare for. They're, they're, they're not there. So they have all our people drugged up, almost just slamming on the gas 100 miles an hour into a brick wall. Oh my gosh, Trump's going to win. Trump's gonna, the polls are wrong. Until the minute you know she wins, and then they'll fall apart. What do you do from there? They'll probably have them caught up in some other insanity. And of course, Rush Limbaugh, you know, there's no accountability. He'll just come in with his drive-by stuff the next day. He always talks about the drive-by media. He's become nothing but a drive-by. And, you know, I, 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 I basically unplugged on Tuesday, come back Wednesday morning, and it's all about, are you for Megyn Kelly or for Newt Gingrich? Megyn Kelly versus Newt Gingrich. Again, this binary nonsense, this false choice, one bad person versus another bad person, one philanderer versus another stupid liberal. Fox News, Drudge, some of these national radio shows, not all of them, some of them are good, just defining the landscape here. It reminds me of, of uh, Zudi Jasser, that Muslim reformist leader, a friend of ours. Um, we've quoted him a lot. You know, he always says that uh, the fool is someone who looks at a guy who's pointing at the moon and the guy focuses on the finger instead of the moon. That's what our people are. Our people don't think long. They don't think, to quote Trump, bigly, broadly. They don't look in the long term. They don't think like the Chinese. They don't think like the Democrats. Democrats are very good at strategic thinking. And that's the thing. <laughs> the Democrats always knew where they stood in this election. They knew where they stood in 2012 and 2008. David Axelrod, Obama's campaign manager, he knew exactly where he was in every state. Meanwhile, our entire movement, the conservative media, conservative radio, even conservative political consultants, and certainly your average person, average voter, was convinced that Romney was ahead. And meanwhile, Romney was doing a lot better than Trump is. And they're doing it again. They've made our people dumb. I mean, don't lie to yourself. It, it, it does no good. It's just the talking points. Ooh, Senate, Senate, do you, how many seats do you think will win? Like, have you guys not been following the last eight years? So that's why, if you notice, what inspired me to write the article, we'll link to it in the show notes, about how... GOP control of the Senate, especially once they control the House, their control of the Senate is worthless and actually counterproductive. I, 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 I found the need to write that as a result of some people I was coming across, and I was like, man, there's this wide misconception here about who these people are running. This is the worst cadre of Republican Senate candidates ever. I mean, these guys will ratify Hillary Clinton's agenda. And then the courts. Daniel, do you think we'll lose the courts? So there's this wide misconception that, first of all, lower courts don't exist. People don't know about that. I mean, you guys who are well-educated, you follow my writings. I'm practically the only one writing about this. Every day there's another court case in the circuits, in the district level, um, that are literally stealing our sovereignty, immigration law, religious liberty, election law, uh, mandating voter fraud. I mean, I, I must have – I've probably written more – since my book came out, Stolen Sovereignty, at the end of July, then the size of my book, just over the last couple of months on judicial tyranny. 
the courts are already gone. So they don't know from the lower courts. And then even the Supreme Court, there's this wide misconception that it's split evenly four to four. And whoever wins, it's all going to determine that. Are you kidding me? Anthony Kennedy? John Roberts? People don't realize, um, both in the decisions they make, that, of course, the conservative media... See, just like the liberal media, if they don't put it on people's plate, it it doesn't exist. Same thing with the conservative media. If they don't put it on people's plates, on conservative voters' plates, it doesn't exist. They'll, They'll follow one or two court cases where it's split four to four. So, like I always say, yes, the court is divided in terms of... They're halfway between tranche 22 and tranche 23 into post-constitutional Sodom and Gomorrah. But either way, there's this, you know, at least six to two, even seven to one in many cases. You know, Alito is okay, um, decent, but really Clarence Thomas is the only true originalist on that court that doesn't accept this precedent that's going to destroy us no matter what. So people think, oh, it hangs in the balance, man. Oh, Daniel, you know, do, do you think we could recover from Hillary winning? Like, what? What? It, it, it's like the same talking points. Everything, everything is is embodied in this election at the top of the ticket. If Trump wins, we're gonna we're gonna go to the promised land. If Hillary wins, we're gonna die. It's just not like that. We've already la- lost most of the country. We've already lost it. Now there, there is a what, what bothers me about going forward is that there is a huge opportunity. You're going to hear this a lot from me in the coming days, coming weeks. The imperative to start a new party, a new movement, but also the opportunity. Right? God provides a glean, a glean of light through every, particularly the the darkest times. And as bad as it sounds, like facing the prospect of a third term of Obama embodied in Hillary's presidency, there is a tremendous opportunity that she will come in hated. She, she's almost like an accidental president, only because Trump, through this election, refused to campaign in, in, in a normal way, had so much baggage. Otherwise, I mean, she could never have won. She's going to come in with much... I mean, I don't even want to compare it to Obama. Obama came in with a lot of um, goodwill and cachet in January 2009, a lot of popular support. She'll have none of that. If there is ever a time to start something new and to coalesce, you know, disinfect, ah, disenchanted Democrats and independents, it's now. Or certainly, you know, now everything's about Trump versus Hillary. But once Trump is over with in terms of the false foil for Hillary, this is what you have. Again, I'm just embracing the suck. I'm, I'm embracing what we are confronted with there's nothing we can do about this i i, I could spend the next 12 days or so the polls are wrong the polls are wrong I, I, I but but again like i always say even if cruz would be running there's a limit to what you can do if you don't look systemically if you don't start a new movement a new party work on empowering the states ripping back power from the feds ripping back power from the judiciary and the executive branches to and 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 you know making sure congress actually does their job it's a systemic plays we, we, we can make. And I want to talk about some of those plays we can be make be making, some of the things that conservative media should be focusing on. But, of course, they're dead silent, and so therefore our people don't know about it. And they just focus on nonsense. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm trapped. I, I you know, sometimes I have the weirdest analogies. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of this now as I'm talking. A while back, I read these stories, horrible stories about anesthesia not working. 
in the middle of a surgery and someone could feel the pain what's happening to them but they can't talk they're, they're still um, unconscious and they can't scream out that's how i feel now knowing what i know the observations that i follow i'm like dude you guys don't get it you're focusing on the wrong things what we can do you're 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 totally ignorant of what's non you're focusing on nonsense the same cycle it's like it's like our our people are like wind up toys every four years. Oh, oh we're gonna die if the Democrat wins. We're gonna die if the Republican wins. We're good. Okay, how many seats in the Senate? Oh, okay, phew, we won the Senate. Okay, we're good. And I tell people, look, I'm gonna be the one fighting all the battles after the election. I mean, where are you guys on the issues? That's when we can actually make a difference. Because of a lot of circumstances, we have trouble winning elections, um, at least at a federal presidential level, but. When it comes to issues, nobody is with the Democrats. They don't have the mandate on this stuff. We could blow this stuff up. But our people are focused on nonsense. Utter, utter nonsense. I just feel like, gosh, I mean, thank God our audience is growing. But, you know, it's so hard to talk over this nonsense. I mean, the the court stuff, people just don't get it. They don't understand that the courts should not have this power. They don't have this power. And states can and should fight back. There's so much we can be doing. It's all about this false choice. And there's so much opportunity to harness. Could you imagine the day after Hillary gets elected and and Trump is no longer this contrast in people's minds? A lot of people fear him. So, you know, that's why they're desperately voting for Hillary. But when you once you take him away, like, oh, my gosh. I mean, do you look at look at the arc of the trajectory? Look ahead. And, and this is the problem with our movement and our people. They can't think past the 24 hours the stupid noise puts on their plate. Reminds me of the, of the verse in uh, Ecclesiastes, I believe, chapter 7. For as the sound of thorns under the pot, so is the voice of the fool. And this too is vanity. It's like our people are just like crackling noises. Crackling. Just noise. Some of these radio shows are become they're becoming like noise machines. There's no information, there's nothing new, there's nothing a person needs to grow in life. You need to move beyond things. And it's it's like every 4 years, oh man, you know, the polls are wrong, the polls are wrong. Look at the crowds. We'll go, "Oh, oh no, we got it wrong. The Democrat won." Oh man, now what are we going to do? Oh, Republican Senate. Uh, okay, and then our people sleep for another three years until the election comes again. Oh, look, what piece of crap are the Republicans going to put up this time? Oh, you got to vote for the Republican. Oh, we we're going to die if the Democrat uh, wins. And then, you know, we get a resurrection every four years and we don't die. Oh, we're going to lose the courts. It's funny, you know, there are certain traditions, there are certain ways of thinking you want to keep. You know, it works for you. You're used to doing certain things in your younger years. You want to persist with that. But then there are things in life you have to move beyond. You got to grow, and uh, you know, particularly older people. I mean, these are people that have been stopping me in the streets. People in their sixties, seventies, and uh, Daniel, the, the, the courts. Like, I, I find that so offensive. It's as if nothing bad is happening now, and it's like it will only happen if Hillary wins, and they don't get it. It will happen if Ted, Ted Cruz wins. If you don't do, I wrote my book, Stolen Sovereignty, with the assumption that Ted Cruz would be president. That we'd have a good president. We have a conservative president. But my point was it will be worthless if you don't wholesale reform the courts through Congress, have the states, you know, state judges refuse to 
enacted as precedent, which they can do. These are the plays we can be making, but our people, they, they're so caught on because in, in the 60s and 70s, oh, we have to have a Republican so we don't lose the courts. Well, every four years we do this, at some point we lost the courts. And that point was, you know, pretty much over the last 15 years or so. The courts are immediately broken. So what, what do we have moving forward? Oh, and by the way, one other thing before I just mention what we should be focusing on. The two stories I really want to hone in on. And that is what I'm finding from speaking to your average Republican voter, stepping outside of my bubble of reality, of truth, and into the perceptive reality, the phony reality, is people cannot believe that there's a false flag operation with the Republican Party. It's so hard to give over to people, you know, in a a two minute conversation, they stop you on the street, that. You're just missing the point. It, the, the perfidy, the betrayal from Republicans is so deep and it, 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 it's so senseless that your average person can't believe it. Come on, Daniel. It's not that bad. You're too pessimistic. No, you know, it, it, it matters if Republicans win the Senate. No, they're still they're going to block They're going to, you know, because they, they imagine, again, everything has to be two sides. Democrats are doing A, so Republicans must be doing B. And they just don't get it. They don't get it that our elections have become one big fraud in the sense that, you know how in Maryland you had this story last week. Um, we spoke about this last election cycle. It's funny how it comes up every election cycle. In Maryland, also Cook County, Illinois, you had electronic ballots where people would um, vote for the Republican candidates. And then when you clear the thing, the you know press the final button to cast the ballot, it renders all, all the offices automatically Democrat. <laughs> and it's funny, it's always in one direction, the computer glitch, and they've admitted to this. But that that's an analogy for our system. People vote for Republicans. They voted for Republican House 18 of the last 22 years. And Al Pops Democrat policies. This is where we're at. It's so hard, people don't realize it, but you know they, they, they gotta wake up. What should we be focusing on? There's two stories to me that demonstrate the problem we have in the path forward. Like I always say, and I wrote about this in the Constitution Day Manifesto, we've spoken about this in several other episodes, the the main problem with our system of governance stems from two, two problems that are really one. Within the federal system, well, first off, states are crushed. States have no powers. The federal government is crushing the states, totally usurping their power. That's level one. And then level two, within the federal government, Congress has no power, and it's the unelected branches, the bureaucracies and the executive branch and the judiciary that's remaking society. This is, in total, what I refer to as social transformation without representation. The reason why there is so much angst, and this is something that I think Democrats could relate to, every your average person could relate to, our government is not of the people, by the people, for the people anymore. Because... There's no localized control, and then even on a federal level, most of the decisions aren't being made by the elected representatives. It's all by the unelected branches. This is the stolen sovereignty. Individual sovereignty, state sovereignty, national sovereignty on the immigration issue. This is what we have. So the path forward is clear. Republicans control the majority of state governments. 
they could fight back. It's not going to happen on its own. I understand maybe 10, 20 years ago you said, hey, maybe we could wait for Congress to pass legislation rectifying our broken system, usurpations of power. It's not happening. Right, the, the federal judiciary and executive branches are engaging in one mass display of civil disobedience. They are nullifying state powers. They are nullifying statutes. They are nullifying the Constitution. States have to rip that power back. The problem we have is we don't have a vehicle to do that because you need a united Republican Party within the state government to do this. If you If you had it, the opportunity is so easy. You could totally thumb your nose at the feds and you do it a couple times, a couple states do it. It will fundamentally alter the arc of our history. It will fundamentally weaken the power of the courts. It will weaken the power of, of the federal government. It will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. There's nothing they could do if a bunch of states get together and say, no, we're not doing this. It's not like in the movies where they come in with the tanks and the guys come in with the federal badges. It's not like that. It's actually the states refusing to stand up. And and the few people who stand up, here's what happens. They go out on a limb. No one's standing behind them. And their own state party guys hang them out to lunch and throw them to the feds. Most of what happens, what happens when a court issues a a federal court or a federal agency issues an opinion, a decision, forcing a state to do something? What happens? Who enforces that? It's, it's the states that are enforcing it on themselves, on their own people. So this is what you have with Sheriff Joe Arpaio in Arizona and Judge Roy Moore we had on our show a couple weeks ago in Alabama. Let's start off with Sheriff Arpaio first. And I'm not going to go into this. We're running out of time at great length, but I'll link to the article we, we have up. We have Sheriff Joe Arpaio was implementing federal immigration law, right? Co- cooperating with ICE and determining, you know, stopping people that, that there's a reasonable suspicion they are here illegally. That is their job. It's in the letter and spirit of federal statute. And, and, and immigration law is the one area where Congress and the feds have full control. And yet in comes a federal court, which has no control over immigration, none. It is the most settled area of law that they have no control over it. I talk about this in my book and my writings all the time. Um, Justice uh, uh, Felix Frankfurter said there's not merely a page, but a whole, but volumes of case law that they don't have power over it. Yet that has all gone out the window. Federal district judge, which is created by Congress. They don't stand on top of Congress. They don't stand on top of the states. Even if you believe in judicial supremacy, it's only Supreme Court. Um, uh, you know, the lower court is not binding over state state judges. So anyway, um, the court says no, it's unconstitutional. They have a Fourteenth Amendment right to yada yada. You can't do it. Um, and now he is being held in contempt of that order, and he's facing up to six years in jail. Six months in jail. So meanwhile, criminal aliens are set free. Sanctuary cities that thwart federal law are defended by the courts. This happened in Illinois, a federal judge in Illinois. And yet someone who is upholding federal law, he faces jail time. How does he face jail time? 
where the hell is the state legislature? It's controlled by Republicans. Where's the governor? He's a Republican. Where's the attorney general? He's a Republican. If they were all singing on the same tune, they would just say no. And the state and also the state courts. That's the thing. And this is why we need to work on electing better guys to state courts, because most of them are elected, especially the Supreme Court in most states. Where are they? They should be applying the precedent of federal law and saying, and that's the irony. They're holding, upholding federal law. The courts are engaging in nullification. Imagine if we had an American Freedom Party that stood for state powers. I don't like calling it states' rights, by the way. People have rights to state powers. This would end in a second. Even more evident, and I'm going to write about this later this week with Judge Roy Moore in Alabama. He ordered probate judges to not issue marriage licenses, to follow Alabama law. Because ultimately, nobody stands on top of the Constitution. This is the point that Alexander Hamilton made in Federalist 78 when he said that the Supreme Court has the right to engage in judicial review over a statute just because they have to follow the Constitution do. So two state judges do. And you cannot tell me the Constitution forces a state to redefine marriage. I mean, even if you believe in that as a social policy, as as a matter of legality, it's not true. Yet, you know, and 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 he, um, you know, he was following state law, and now he is losing his entire livelihood. He was kicked out. They violated procedure in doing so. They violated their own state law in doing so. Because when it comes to kowtowing to the homosexual agenda. The ends justify the means. There's actually a liberal reporter in Alabama that hates Judge Moore, but he wrote a very intellectually honest column, and he was outraged by what they did to him. They, they literally violated, um, because you need a unanimous ruling from this ad hoc panel, um, and they couldn't get so, get one to throw him out, so they just suspended him, which it's not provided for in the rules there. Uh, but, you know, no one cares. Why is he left out to dry? Where is the Republican legislature? Where is the Republican governor? Where is the Republican attorney general? Where are the other justices on the Supreme Court? One of them now just took the power for herself and declared herself the chief justice, kicking him out, which is unlawful, too, because he was just suspended. She fired his staff and everything. This is the problem. We have Republican control of all these states. Every judge on that Supreme Court in Alabama is a Republican appointee, is, is, is a Republican elected official. Sorry. Where are they? It is so easy. If if the governor, the attorney general, the, the leadership in the state legislature, the state courts would say no, and then multiply that by three states, five states, ten states. Again, Republicans control the trifecta of government in many, many states, about 24, I believe. This would end overnight. This is the way to end, end the problem. And this is the opportunity we have with Hillary as president. She is going to be so unpopular. People are going to be clamoring to fight back against it. She is the best case study to test this out, interposition. And again, I'm not talking about nullification and leaving the union or, you know, um, you know, throwing people in jail when the courts say don't belong in jail when there's legitimate individual rights questions, even if you kind of disagree with the way they arrive at the decision. I'm talking about when the courts, when the executive branch manifestly steps outside of its bounds, you know, 
nullifies immigration laws, when they nullify marriage laws, when they, you know, flip religious liberty on its head, when they say you have to have 20 days of early voting, when they say you can't ask for photo ID at the polling place, when they say you can't verify proof of citizenship to register to vote. These are all policy questions that absolutely are within state authority. And and, and if you had a party Again, the Republican Party could do this. They could do this in so many states, but they won't. That's that's the one I'm trying to tell you. It will not happen until we start a new party. You'll have a couple of individuals. But you're going to have fewer of them because they don't want to go the way of Arpaio and, just, and Judge Moore. No one's going to be standing behind them. That's the problem. There are people that want to do the right thing. But you need the you need the state to be united, and the only way to ha- really have that is to have a new party that fully believes in that, where you'll have the governor and the state legislature and all the elected officials, state judges, just you know, stand on principle. Stand on principle. The feds will be. I'm telling you, Hillary will have no mandate for this. Also, keep in mind, because all the liberal stuff going on, even in the courts, it will reflect on Hillary. People, all people know from is the top, you know, the president. And she's going to be so unpopular. So, so unpopular. I literally predict she will be the most unpopular president ever. um, Just because you have the radical policies of the far left embodied in a personality that is just so detestable. That's the imperative. And that's the opportunity that we have now. Yet this is the conversation we don't have because of the buffoons in our so-called movement that are that are just dumbing our people down. I I, I hate it to death. I can't stand it. I, I it just it bothers me so much that there is such it's a you see the man open down the field, fifty yards down, you can make the play. There is such a play we can make. We could turn this tragic period of time into such an opportunity. Not just one election, but to systemically reform 50 years of flaws, to take back our government. There's such a great opportunity. There's a mandate for it, especially on many, many issues. We could do that. Republicans control, and they're going to continue controlling. Even if there's a bad election, they're going to continue controlling many states. They're not going to do it. I know a lot of you have questions about the mechanics of starting a third party, which we hope to be a second party. Again, I'm just one man. I'm talking to people. I'm looking. I solicit your 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 ideas. Tweet me at RM Conservative. And as always, please, please patronize our sponsors, the people that stick with us. Preparewithcr.com. Go to preparewithcr.com. You're going to see from Patriot Depot. They offer 140 tasty meals for just 99 bucks. Um, you guys know me. I'm not a survivalist. I'm not one of these guys. I'm not an off-the-grid guy. It just, who knows what's going to happen in the coming months. You want a couple of months worth of supply. It doesn't hurt if there's a natural disaster. Also, do not allow your $100 or so a month going towards your cell phone bill to help fund liberal causes because I guarantee you that's what's happening now. Switch to Patriot Mobile. Go to PatriotMobile.com, promo code Daniel. They'll waive that activation fee. You'll get the same service you get elsewhere. Actually, better service because they all speak English and they're friendly. And uh, 
competitive rates. They'll actually work with you for tailor-made plans. That's my understanding. And uh, good news is up to 5% of your money will go to conservative causes. Thanks for listening. We're out of time. Sorry I couldn't do another one this week, but we'll be back in full force next week as we build up to the non-election election and try to actually focus on what is important. God bless you all. Take care. Take care.